Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tom Curran's Patriots Talk Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Tom Curran's Patriots Talk Podcast. Going to take a moment this evening to try and make everybody a little bit smarter. This is relative to the Jack Jones situation where the Patriots cornerback had charges against him dropped on Tuesday afternoon. So why, I guess, the question becomes, would the charges be dropped? Now, there was a statement released by um, the state explaining the reasoning behind it, but... I decided to reach out to Greg Henning, a friend of ours, who was former Suffolk County trial attorney. And for 11 years, he did that. And he also worked in the gang units. And he's very well versed in the cases in general and the difficulty of prosecuting those cases, especially when it comes to Logan Airport. So Greg's going to join us and try and make us a little bit smarter to explain why this case, which seemed hard to defend, actually turned out fairly easy to defend. Here's Greg. So here is Greg Henning from Henning Strategies. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Really appreciate it. Of course. Help me understand what happened with this Jack Jones case. I think there's probably a reaction that people have that this is a surprise or it's a shock. It's really not. When you look at cases where a person is charged with gun possession in an airport, the first thing you wonder is, is somebody dumb enough to try to bring guns through an airport? And in reality, this is the best argument for the defense. Nobody would try to bring guns through an airport if they knew that there's guns in the bag. And so I think from the very beginning, the people that were watching this closely in the legal community were thinking there's going to be a defense that he didn't pack the bag. Somebody else was responsible for it. Somebody else put the guns in the bag. Manager right-hand assistant, right-hand man, girlfriend, wife, somebody else. And if somebody else says, I packed the bag for him, he didn't know it was there, that's pretty good evidence to help exculpate him. And that's part of what I think the Commonwealth was talking about in their motion, their null process, which is we can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he knew there was guns in the bag. And he had to know. I saw in the statement that knowledge of the intent to bring guns through is the biggest component. Yeah, one of the elements of the charge is not just knowledge that there are guns, because obviously, based on the filings from the government, he knew that these were guns because he had purchased them. But you have to prove that he knew they were in his bag when he was trying to go through security. So the defense here would be, he didn't know they were there. And the best evidence of that is, why would you try to bring guns through security at the airport if you knew they were there? Nobody would do that. And if you can get somebody to say that they packed the bag or that he was unaware of it, that's very helpful for a defense. Yeah. So we're not saying that that didn't happen, but the likelihood, again, your point is is well taken, whether it was a friend, a manager, somebody who wanted to get Jack Jones in trouble on that particular day. Sure. It's, 
And it may not have even been that somebody wanted to get him in trouble. The, the easier argument or the easier analogy to draw is if you're driving a car, somebody has borrowed your car, somebody has used your car, and there's something in the trunk. Police pull you over and there's a machine gun in the trunk. Your defense is going to be, I didn't know it was there. My friend borrowed the car. Somebody else had the car. I was loaning it out to another person. I can't be held responsible. Obviously, the wrinkle here is it's his guns. The government has said these are guns he purchased lawfully in Arizona. Therefore, we know they're tied to him. But his defense is, I didn't put them in the trunk of my car, or in this case, I didn't put them in my bag to go through security, and therefore I lacked knowledge that the guns were actually in that bag. And that's an element that the government has to prove, and that's really one of the weakest elements for the government here because it's sort of a, the antithesis of what you believe. If somebody mm -hmm. brings guns into an airport, they must realize that they're there, and that's not the case. The defense is... He didn't know they were there. Otherwise, he wouldn't have brought them through the airport because nobody thinks that they can get through security with two loaded guns. It's interesting. So, I mean, in, in hindsight, from jump, people in the media, I would think fans, people around the NFL immediately said, well, whether he did or didn't, it's still, those are guns in his possession. You can't just wander into the airport. Somebody has to pay the price in some fashion for having guns in Terminal C or wherever. Well, that, that's the issue. In, in criminal law, you don't have a crime that someone has to hang for. What you have is, can I prove the elements of a charge against a specific defendant? And can I prove each and every element beyond a reasonable doubt? And remember that the jury instructions, at least in Massachusetts, say you need to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt to a moral certainty. So the Commonwealth has to stand in front of a jury and say, he possessed the guns, he knew he possessed the guns, he did it intentionally, and you need to be convinced, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, beyond a reasonable doubt to a moral certainty. And if you can get somebody to get up on the witness stand and say, I packed the bag beforehand, I put these in here because we transferred it from one place to another, or these were in the bag and I didn't realize they were in the bottom and I handed him the bag. He's busy with practice. He's busy with marketing. He's busy with his manager. He has so much going on that we pack his bags for him and hand it off to him. And then he's off to the airport to make his next event. You can make a, a very colorable claim here that he didn't have knowledge that the guns were in the bag. Otherwise, why would an NFL player with so much to lose try to travel through the airport with two loaded guns? And I think that's really what the crux of the government's null process was. And the moral certainty taps into an individual who is on the jury's ability to drive home and not wonder whether or not they did the absolute opposite of the right thing. Right. And, and I think that's one of the confusing things or the misunderstanding that people have about criminal law. You don't get prosecuted for a mistake. Very few cases have a negligence or reckless, recklessness standard for criminal prosecution. In the majority of cases, especially ones like possessory offenses, where you have to be charged with knowingly possessing something, you have to prove the knowledge element and that it was intentional. So it can't be that he recklessly forgot the guns were in his bag, especially when there's likely here some evidence that the defense presented to the government that he didn't know. Somebody mm -hmm. else did. Somebody else was responsible for it. So to your point about someone has to pay, that isn't how it works. You don't have a crime that someone has to be responsible for. You have an individual who gets charged with a crime and the government has to prove each element of that offense. And if they can't prove knowledge, they can't prove the case against him. And that's probably what the filing from the government was about today. And, and you know, there's two points really for the government's filing. The first was we can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. The second was he has an affirmative defense, an affirmative defense being even if you could prove it, 
I have a defense under what's called the safe harbor provision, that there was a licensing requirement that I am exempt from if I'm coming into the Commonwealth with the intent to lawfully register the weapons. We don't know what the defense presented to the government, but they made reference in that government filing to evidence that he had somehow attempted to comply with the regulations of licensing in Massachusetts. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does this happen more often than we might think? Yeah, if you Google Guns Logan Airport, you actually will come up with a bunch of cases and it happens more frequently than you think that a licensed lawful firearm owner tries to travel through the airport with something in his or her bag. And it happens more frequently than people think, you know, in some regard, it's a positive because I'm glad that they're getting caught, that people are realizing you can't board a a plane with a gun. But if you look at the history of prosecutions for gun possession for Logan Airport cases, there's actually a lot of evidence of similar results where a person is not given the mandatory minimum sentence that Massachusetts typically carries for a gun offense, which is 18 months in the House of Correction. That isn't happening here, but that also doesn't happen in most cases where there's a gun in Logan Airport. And it's a rare case where somebody gets fully prosecuted for that. Yeah, you mentioned, too, when we spoke earlier today that it's different when you're at the airport than it would be if you're, you know, on Main Street in your hometown. Right. It's different at the airport in part because people are available and and open to showing their bags. One of the things when you purchase a ticket at the airport, you don't read the fine print for all of the details about what rights you give up when you purchase a ticket uh, to a plane to get on a plane. But when you do that, you're basically giving the government or the TSA the ability to search everything. They can search your person. They can search your bag. That's one of the rights you give up. So when somebody goes there and has guns on them, it plays both ways. One is the government can search everything and find everything. But the second part is if they find something, you can say, just as Jack Jones likely would have defended himself in trial here, of course I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get through the airport security. Otherwise, why would I have brought two guns in the bag with me? I didn't make a mistake. I just didn't know that they were there, and it wasn't an intentional act. Smarter now than we were at the beginning of this conversation. You know, I am. I don't know if you are. There were a lot of people, I think, when this case first happened that said he may not play the first game of the season. He might face sanctions from the NFL. He might face time in custody. 
But if you focus on cases like this and you've prosecuted or defended cases like this, you realize this is actually much more defensible than if he'd been pulled over on Route 95 or Route 93 with a gun in his glove compartment or in a gun in his under his seat or in his armrest, because it's a lot more obvious to draw the inference that he's intending to hide something mm -hmm. from being discovered. That inference isn't necessarily going to be drawn by a juror in a case at the airport, again, because who would try to do this? Great stuff, Greg Henning. And if you don't mind, and I'm sure you don't, Greg is the son of John Henning, who probably the nephew, I would imagine as well, of Dan Henning, um, the former Boston College football coach. And who did he coach in the pros? Green Bay? No. Who did he coach in the pros? He coached most teams that you would have heard of. I think for some period of time, he was uh, a trivia answer. There was a college student who wrote a thesis on how many teams he'd coached with. He was with Atlanta, the Lions, Miami Dolphins, the Chargers. He'd been around a while. Yeah, well, uh, growing up, I enjoyed the heck out of John Henning and listening to him. And today, roll back the clock, I got to listen to his son and really enjoyed having you on. I appreciate it. Let's talk again when I get inevitably another legal situation coming across. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.